Vibrational astrologer Michael Spramuli returns to give us the Cosmic Weather Report for January of 2024. Stay tuned to learn how you can best navigate the shifting cycles of the coming month. Welcome to Evolving Humans, the podcast for awakening souls. I'm your host, Julia Marie. Settle in and get ready for another spirited conversation. Michael Spramoli is a vibrational astrologer with a deep understanding of this modality. He's also a natural teacher, so you're certain to learn something about vibrational astrology today as well. His website is blueridgeastrology.com. Good to see you again, my friend. Same here, Julia Marie. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this first month of 2024. Well, I'm happy to say at a real meta level, things are looking pretty good. But before we get into that, as I always do, in case someone's a new listener here, I always like to frame what these forecasts do and do and don't do. That's, that's perfect. Boring. But you know, you know what I mean? Yep. So I always use the analogy of a weather report because the weather is something that everyone is familiar with. And we tend to look at weather reports when we're traveling or we have outdoor plans or, or whatever. So this is a cosmic weather report for the collective at large. Think of when you look at the newspaper and you see the big map that shows whether the country is, you know, really red with a lot of heat or blue with a lot of cold. We're providing an overview in order to get the weather report for you at your house, at your location. The only way to do that is to look at your chart compared to the transits. But there's still value in knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. with regards to the overall collective. So now that I've got that out of the way, let's start with the thing that I think everyone is uh, usually breathing a sigh of relief about, and that is the planet Mercury. Mercury was retrograde in Capricorn until, well, it was Mercury, uh, retrograde in Capricorn, started on December 13th, but on January 1st, it went direct in the sign of Sagittarius. So just as a refresher, when a planet is retrograde, it means that our perception of that planet from Earth appears to be moving backwards in orbit. It actually does not, but the perception is such. We could do a whole episode on that as to why it visually seems that way. But retrogrades are that time for us to re-examine and rework and think about things. So that's why when Mercury goes retrograde, It's recommended that we don't have all these massive communications going out into the world because it's a time for reflection whenever a planet goes retrograde, depending on what the planet is and where it's at. So the holidays, you know, there may have been some peaks and valleys there, but that's all done now because Mercury is now direct forward motion in the sign of Sagittarius. Well, Sagittarius is all about exploration expanding beyond where we are right now, looking at new things, new ideas, new thoughts. So with Mercury now going direct in Sag, this could prime the pump for you to look at what new adventures await for me. 
you know, it's the start of a new year. We all have new goals and objectives and new year's resolutions generally peter mm -hmm. out at the earliest, uh, you know, within two weeks and at the latest sometimes yeah. within four weeks. But this is bigger than that. This goes beyond short-term uh, new year's resolutions, but rather looking at because when a sign is activated by a planet, things in that sign tend to show up in our experience. And because Sagittarius is wanting to view life as an adventure, it's good to ask yourself, what adventure do I want to go on oh. in 2024? Okay, good point. And it doesn't mean you're going to have the exact solution or answer to that, but do you want to travel? Do you want to explore a new relationship? Do you want a new job? Everything starts with thought. So unless we have the thoughts nailed down, then we're sort of swimming in the cosmic soup without mm -hmm. much direction. So because of retrie stationing or not stationing, but moving forward inside a Sag, expect those type of things to pop up. You might get inspired to say, you know, I've always been interested in learning glass blowing. I wonder how complicated that is. And then that might prompt you to look around to see if there are any art studios in town that offer beginning classes. And maybe you go take one and maybe you hate it or maybe you fall in love with it. That's the kind of idea of Mercury. Mercury connects ideas. It gives us imagination. It gives us things to test out and you got to test it out to see if it works for you, but be open to new ideas and new adventures coming in starting around the beginning of January. And now I know to ask the question of myself, what would I like to be exploring? So that's a valuable piece of information right there. Well, it, 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 here's the thing, and you're right on the money, because if we don't take charge of that, then mm -hmm. the universe will. And sometimes mm -hmm. we get lucky and it's like, oh, this is cool. Or other times it's like, uh, oh, well, Try this on for size. Oh, I didn't plan on this. And I maybe could have avoided it if I put <laughs> the thought yep. into it. Yeah. I.e. Mercury. So, yeah. What what do you want to explore? And, you know, as I was preparing this and, and running the calculations and pulling the information for our call today, you know, it, it did prompt me to say, all right. Yeah. I mean, of course, I'm thinking about 2024 coming down the pike. But it's like, what do I really want? What am I mm -hmm. working on? And it, and it helps as a clarifying moment for us to figure out yep. what are we doing next? So that's the first piece that affects everybody, regardless of what placement you have. It'll vary in intensity. If uh, you have a lot of planets inside of Sagittarius, but it's hitting the collective on a larger scale. Now, there's another direct that I want to speak about because we had a lot of planets over the summer going retrograde. At one point, I think there were six or seven. It was really kind of crazy, which yep. means time for reflection. Well, Jupiter went direct on December 30th. So, and that's in Taurus. So it was actually retrograding in Taurus since September 4th. Now, Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Good luck. Uh, buoyancy, bubbliness, you know, good things generally happen when Jupiter shows up. But from a VA perspective, you got to look at the core meaning. It expands whatever it touches. So if you had some difficult aspects in your own chart that Jupiter then kind of hooked into, it, it could have made things a little bit more crazy. But the majority of the time, 
Jupiter is one of those planets that brings good things. Now, when it's retrograding, it's like, well, again, asking us the question, what do you want to blow up really, really big? Mm -hmm. And if you've spent some time towards the end of the year contemplating that, then you can hit the ground running with it now moving direct inside of Taurus because Taurus is all about letting things unfold naturally. Yes, we have an idea of where we want to go, but we're not pushing with Taurus. It's almost like this intuition component where you're connecting with spirit. It's like, yeah, this feels right. Let's just go with it. Let's mm -hmm. not push. Yep. And a personal example, you know, I've, I've had a couple of projects that I've been trying to move and get working on since September, realizing that Jupiter is in retrograde or wasn't retrograde <laughs> till the end of December. And it's like, why am I not getting any traction here? I mean, I'm making some progress, but things aren't really starting to gel. So I'm excited personally that with Jupiter being direct in Taurus, and it's going to be there, you know, for a while, Jupiter doesn't move all that quickly. Now is the time, even if you hadn't been aware of this and it's like, well, I missed that time of reflection. It's okay. Work with what you got, which is the here and now. And mm -hmm. in the end, all we have is, is the now really. Yep. Uh, but you, now is the time to put those plans out there that, you want to grow really big. If you're a business owner, well, get to it. Now's the time to start making hay while the sun shines. If you're doing something in your community and you're wanting to make some positive impact or change, now's the time to start pulling those resources together so that they may coalesce and mm -hmm. really allow Jupiter's energy to do its thing. Now, if we're home watching TV on the couch, well, you may get a lot more episodes of your favorite show on Netflix, but without any direction, what's going to grow? So yeah, energy needs to be directed. Yep. The planets bring us the energy, and then what we do with it is what we do with it. And if we do nothing with it, then we miss that opportunity. And I know that's that's important in your world is because the, the work that you do, you're conveying information from spirit, but some people refuse to get in the lifeboat and then they end up drowning. You know, that old story. It's like, yes, yeah, someone was praying to God is like, well, I'll wait for that. They're flooded out or something. And they're hanging on to the, uh, uh a stop sign. And then uh, a boat comes by. No, I'll wait. God's going to save me. And then it gets up higher. And then a helicopter comes. No, I'll wait. Yep. God's gonna save and then they <laughs> die. And then it's like, well, God, why didn't you help me? Well, I sent you a lifeboat, a life jacket and a helicopter and you refuse them all. So, yes. It's one of those things where we're, we're active participants. Jupiter uh, should bring us some good things. Now, let's talk about something that happens in every month, which are new and full moons. Because even if you know nothing about astrology, and I say this every time we talk, start with the moon cycles, because the moon is really easy to understand. The moon travels around the zodiac every 28.5 days, spending about two and a half days in each sign. And when a planet hits a sign, it activates with its energy along with the energy of the sign itself. So new moon, January 11th, 20 Capricorn 44 for the astrology geeks out there, such as myself, who like to know the exact placements. So new moons are when we plant a seed, put things into action. It's when we actually take that step. 
If you're thinking about moving forward in a particular area specifically, that's a good time to potentially sign papers, put up the website, plant the seed for whatever it is that you want to grow. January 11th is the release date for the book. Yeah. So so there you go. So you're play, you're putting it out there into the world. Now, are you going to see an avalanche of sales on the first day? No, because the seed's got to grow. That's right. But but when we can initiate projects or activities or important things in our life as close to, if not on, a new moon as possible, it tends to just flow a lot more easily mm-hmm. because we're working in unison with the energies of the universe and the moon and it works to just bring things together. It's sort of like you're planting the crop in the spring when it's meant to be planted, as opposed to the dead of yep. winter, which eh, it might get a little something, but you're not going to be nearly as fruitful as if you planted in the spring. Yep. Now, because it's in Capricorn, and this is why each new and full moon is different every month, because it activates a different part of our chart. So Capricorn's all about systems and structure and process and the things that we need to do to get through day-to-day living. Capricorn's super practical, often views the world as a detached from a detached perspective where they're able to be objective because they don't let emotions override logic. Well, if we look at what's been going on for the past several years with Pluto being in Capricorn and blowing up old systems, Mm -hmm. the way is now paved for us to implement a new system. And when we're talking about these systems, it can be the way that you live, who you live with, the type of work that you do, how you navigate the complexities of your life. It's time to get into motion and plant that seed, put the book out there, release the podcast, Um, Go ahead and and maybe if you're going to put your house on the market, uh, that may be a time to start painting and getting ready. So you're Mm -hmm. planting the seed. You know, there's so many ways that this can be applied. I I try to give as as much of a foundational piece of information as possible, but then just start thinking about this and you don't even have to think too hard because it'll come to you where it's like, well, where do my systems need to be improved or implemented? The new moon in Capricorn, ideal place to do just that. So again, that's on January 11th. uh, And the exact placement is uh, 20 Capricorn and 44 minutes. Uh, Okay. So with every new moon, a couple of weeks later, we have a full moon Mm -hmm. in a different sign. So the full moon for January is on January 25th at 5 Leo 14. Now let's talk about Leo because I don't think we've spoken much about the no. the, uh, the sign of Leo all that often here. So when we think of Leo, a lot of times people will say, oh yeah, they're a gregarious and they got to be the center of attention and they got to be out in front and highly energetic and bombastic. And yes, yeah, some of those things are are true. But not all those things are true. So Leo is all about the whole process of being an individual. Where Leo is in your chart is usually the area that you are very individualistic. We're all individual characters 
in this play called life. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it brings about an odd combination of behaviors. It's about who you are as an individual and the character that you want to play. Here's the interesting thing. A lot of Leos can be shy and not be the person who is on stage singing karaoke or dancing on the table at the holiday party with the lampshade. It can be those things, but what's always there with Leo is the desire to be unique. It's focused on individuality. When a Leo is dominating a conversation, for example, if you get them focused on someone else's individuality, it gets them excited because that's what is really important to someone who's got strong Leo, uh, uh, who's got Leo with a lot of placements or Leo on any of the angles, the ascendant, descendant, midheaven, uh, or the, uh, the bottom of the chart. So with the full moon and Leo, remember full moons are what we step into from what we have been planting and developing. Now it's mm -hmm. not a month, a month type of thing. But this is the time for people who need to take the stage. Let's say you're launching a new service or product, or you want to stand up and make a presentation at work or a community. Or what. Right around this full moon is an excellent time for Leos to express their individuality. And even if you don't have the sign of Leo in a prominent house cusp, it is a time for you to step into something that pushes that out into the to, for the world to see. It's not the time, you know, the old Bible verses, don't hide your light under a bushel basket. Well, that's very similar to what we're talking about with Leo and a full moon. It's you put in the work, hopefully, and now the seed has blossomed and you can bring it to the world. So, you know, in your example of writing a book, that may be a good time to get, see if you can get some. PR on podcasts, you have people write you up on blogs or what have you, because it's bringing it out there, expressing your individuality and your mm -hmm. individual take on things. And just as a side note, it's generally best to avoid starting something on a full moon because you kind of miss the energy. And when I say starting something, it's like, you're not going to plant your seeds at the end of the harvest season because you miss the energy. I mean, yeah, you might get some growth again, but it's not going to be nearly mm -hmm. as dramatic as if you're then at that point, instead of planting, taking what has grown and then harvest it and bring it out to the world to give away, sell, whatever the case might be. Any questions so far? I know I can get off on a No, tangent. that's I <laughs> I'm I'm listening with rapt attention. <laughs> All right. So let me give you one other major planetary uh, placement. And we talked talked about this in the year ahead, but yep. it's important enough that I want to come back and touch on it uh, right here. Uh, and that is Pluto finally moving into Aquarius January 26th. I believe, and with Pluto, it doesn't matter. It moves so slow. But at the end of January, I, I believe it's the 26th, Pluto is finally going to be in Aquarius. So this is the great equalizer. It's 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 
making people have equal access to information and resources. And this kicks off a 20-year cycle. I'm not going to belabor that too much. Yeah. We went into great detail. Yep. But that's happening toward the end of January, which is going to be a big shift for the collective. If you missed all that, go back and listen to the previous episode where we talk about Pluto doing its thing because it's it's pretty important. And I think mm-hmm. there are going to be some major discoveries made over the next year uh, initially, and then potentially some really big things coming in 25, 27 down the road. I would be remiss if I didn't give you some vibrations that are going to be active in the coming month. And vibrations are referred to as as basically higher octaves off of the natal chart. And even if you have no idea what that means, I'm going to make it super easy to understand. From January 6th through January 11th, you have the following three planets that are active in the 80th vibration. You've got Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune. And now you may think 80th vibration. What, What does that even mean? Exactly. Yeah. In vibrational astrology, when we start to talk about these vibrations, think of it as like we're magnifying the chart under a high-powered microscope. And when we go through the base vibrations, which are 1 through 32, those are the foundational vibrational components. Well, there are things that are referred to as second-order vibrations where we can multiply, let's say, in well, in this example, it's the fifth vibration by the fourth vibration, by the fourth vibration. Now, I know that sounds like gobbledygook. I'm not going to explain all of the nuances there other than what each of those vibrations mean. Well, the fourth vibration is basically your hard aspects where you're doing something with other people. The fifth vibration has to do with play and free-flowing energy. So in VA, the planets serve the, the vibration. When we look at this 80th vibration. So five times four times four, it's free flowing energy that is a give and take with other people. Now the planets that are in there, Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune tell us what that energy is going to look like. Okay. So interestingly enough, (laughs) and I know this resonates with you and it's kind of (laughs) funny how this stuff works here on uh, through that time period, you know, through the 6th, through the 11th, this is all about being successful in a new vision that kindles people's imagination. What do you have coming out on the 11th of January? A book. A book. Okay. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Because Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Neptune is what's magical for us. So even if we just had those two planets that were forming an, a, an aspect, that's a good combination because Jupiter is what our ideal situation is. Whatever mm-hmm. is important to you, whether it's living in a house in the cabin or going to the Super Bowl or going to Times Square for New Year's Eve or those magical type of elements. Jupiter makes it really, really big. And then Uranus helps us live in the moment and break free out of the old. So we combine the meaning of all three of those, Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune. It's about you putting something out there, uh, in your case, that is going to flow real easily, 80th vibration. It's going to connect with people, inspire people to see things through 
imagination and through what is magical to them. So if you're listening to this, well, I don't have a book coming out. That's okay. Maybe you're working on something that you want to share with your family. Maybe you're Mm -hmm. doing a genealogy project where you're showing the lineage of all your family and history. Well, that could fall into this category because genealogy is huge. Big, that's Jupiter. Neptune is what's magical. I didn't realize my great-great-great-grandfather was a blacksmith. Oh, oh, that's kind of cool. And the Uranus piece helps you bring that into the here and now. Because Uranus doesn't worry about the past, doesn't worry about the future. It's what's going on now. This 6th through 11th period is ideal to spark a new vision, come up with something novel, and bring it to people. It doesn't have to be on a grand scale, although it can be, but it should be very well received during that time frame, due to the fact that the 80th vibe is activated with Jupiter, Uranus, and Neptune, which are very good planets for shaking things up a little bit in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Now, if you replaced if you replaced Neptune with Saturn, eh, maybe not as positive, <laughs> but things would get shaken up nonetheless. Neptune is is good stuff. It's where It's where our passions really come to life. So that's the 6th through the 11th. And then I've got one more here, and then we can circle back and chat chat about anything uh, that you you want me to fill in. January 25th through February 1st, we have Jupiter, Pluto, and Neptune all aspecting in the in the 26th vibration, which is basically a double of the 13th vibe. So let's talk about the vibration first, and we'll start with the base vibration. Because remember, when we start to get into these higher order vibrations, they're they're simply interactions of a couple of different vibrations, depending on what the aspect is. So the 13th vibration is all about being on a mission. What is your mission in life? What is your drive that makes you unique, that you can bring to the world that no one else has, that helps you stand out from the rest of the crowd? Well, if we see the 13th vibe doubled in the 26th vibration, it suggests that you're able to bring that again through the cooperation of others. You don't have to necessarily go it alone. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Spermuli, well, let's get to the good stuff. What does Jupiter, Pluto, and Neptune bring? And if you notice, it's very similar to the last aspect that we have. The only thing that's changed is Pluto because January 6th through the 11th is Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune. Here we've got Jupiter, Pluto, Neptune. Well, this is all about hardcore promotion. Because Jupiter and Neptune, again, make things big. So if you're working at a company and you're responsible for marketing or you're marketing your own stuff or you're having to get the word out or you're trying to say, my cell phone company is not good and I want the world to know, anything that talks about bringing a big message to the world is in a real prime spot to happen during January 25th through February 1st. Because marketing and promotion, whether it's the production, promotion of products or services, all of those things tend to just take hold naturally, especially if they inspire people. Now, you may be saying the example I just gave about, you know, well, you know, 
complaining about a cell phone company isn't really inspiring. At first glance, it isn't. But if you're, you know, if they've done you so wrong that you mm -hmm. want to try to create a little bit of an uproar and hit them in the pocketbook, other people may say, yeah, I feel the same way too. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, whatever. But the idea is this is the time to connect with the greater consciousness in a way that is going to connect and inspire and uplift people. Because doing so, during this time frame, it's it's almost like greasing the skids on a track where woo, it just kind of goes out there. Big visions begin to come to fruition during this aspect, January 25th through February 1st. So that's if you remember nothing else about that aspect, this is the time to start to reap the harvest of whatever it is that you planted as a unique individual, 13th vibration. Mm -hmm. With the help of others, magnified to the 26th, where it can push that message out to the world. And I, I say these these little elements to let you know where this is coming from. You know, so the 13th, five times two, again, is the 26th. We know that that's about your uniqueness and individuality, the planetary meanings we've covered. You put all that together, and that's how this information gets interpreted in VA. It's not just simply, you know, patchwork quilting it with what might sound good. And remember, everything that I'm sharing with you has been shown to be consistent in the VA research. So I realize if this is your first time tuning in, this may be a little bit different compared to other types of astrology. I'm not saying it's better. It's just a different approach that relies heavily on the research and validation behind it. So with all that on the table, uh, I'm happy to answer any other questions you've got or anything that you want me to clarify a bit further. I think it's a great way to start 2024. I know a lot of people are getting a little nervous and feeling certain kinds of ways about the year that's coming, but this report is a great way to be like a surfer and Get your board and get out there and catch this wave. Ride the wave. Exactly. Yes. You're not going to catch the wave sitting on the couch. Exactly. You so. got to put the, yeah, will there be, you know, some bumps along the way in 2024? Of course, you know, nothing's ever. That's life. After, that's life. Yeah. But I think this, this whole month of January, the collective will breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief and that's going to look differently to different people, but it's, it's been, it's been a year. There's been a lot of astrological activity, yeah. especially with the retrogrades that I touched on over the summer and we're coming out of the Mercury retrograde. And it's like, Ooh, okay. Now I can catch my breath mm -hmm. a little bit here and put some stuff out into the world, whatever that is. The, the big theme, if I had to summarize January from a VA perspective is expansion. Because Jupiter is involved with those aspects at the beginning of the month, 6th through the 11th, shows up again. And, and I just pull the most dominant ones. There are other nuanced sure. aspects in there, but I'm looking at the ones that are that are most exact and have the smallest orbs mm -hmm. because that brings the most power along with them. Whenever Jupiter's around, it's going to make things bigger. And because it's aspecting some favorable planets like Neptune and, uh, and, and uh, Uranus and Pluto – it really brings some intensity to that Jupiterian type of energy. Get ready for things to expand. 
So there's opportunity here that I can take advantage of. Absolutely. And, and just like the weather report, you don't have to take advantage of it. If it's a sunny day outside and you'd rather stay home, you, you can do that, but you'll That's miss right. that opportunity. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, the, I always like to tell clients, I rather uh, step outside when it's shining as opposed yeah. to when the rain's when it's raining. down. <laughs> Although sometimes we don't have a choice and you got to go out in the rain, such as life. Yeah. No, Michael, this has been great. I'm feeling better and more optimistic, actually, myself. I'm kind of excited. I mean, I I did my vision board, and so now we'll just implement things to get things rolling in the right direction. And now I have some timing. Yes. Some it, timing that, information. You, you've you built, we'll go back just in closing here to your, to your book for a sure. second, because it, that's public now at this point, by the time this airs, mm-hmm. you, well, you want people to know about it. You've been putting in the work. You've been retrograding in your mind over and over again about different pieces. Is this right? And then we got to get it to the server. We got all this stuff now, or, you know, the 11th starting, you know, around the 6th, the 11th is when it's like, okay, we're ready for showtime. Dress rehearsals over. Let's mm-hmm. step on the stage, put it out there for the world to see. And, let the universe take care of the rest. So I'm excited to hear when we do next month's, how things are going regarding the (laughs) book, because I think your timing on this is divinely inspired. Well, it was divinely inspired. I had a whole totally different release date planned. It was supposed to come out in November of 2023. However, obviously, you know, sometimes we just got to surrender and go with the flow. I know. And, yeah. so, and and listen, you know, some people think people such as ourselves who are in the space that we're in have life all figured out. That's not, no. we, 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 listen, I, we all have hard <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm anything but Polly Pollyanna. Uh, I like to call it like I see it. And we've yep. all had struggles this past year, you know, for, for me has been a lot of ups and downs. Uh, and I think from what we're seeing now, astrologically speaking, a lot of those mega shifts are going to st- stabilize, especially with Pluto getting out of Capricorn. And the reason we felt so disrupted is because Pluto disrupted the old system and we're still trying to cling to bits and pieces of it, but it's gone. So it's like, all right, let's get the new system in place, figure that out and then move forward. And then we don't have to have the Pluto conversation again for another 20 years until it gets out uh, Aquarius. But you know, that's a ways down the road. I, I think I, I'm excited about Pluto getting into Aquarius. I just think we're going to see technological advances that are going to blow our minds. And I think that we may, within the next five or so years, finally get confirmation of, of what people have been saying for a long time, that we may not be alone in this universe. And that's all I'm going to say about that for now. And we can touch on that at a future date. Yeah, I've... Uh been thinking along those same lines that it's it's very close it's not that we're not there yet i don't think we're we're close though we're getting close yeah we're closer than we've ever been before but by the way let me just mention for your listeners on the main page of my site completely free you can download the lunar lookup table which has all of the new moon dates full moon dates retrograde dates uh, as well as eclipses for 2024. Completely free, blueridgeastrology.com. You'll see it on the main page. It's all on one neat little tidy page so that you can print it out or just have it nearby. Stick so it to the fridge. Up, 
Yeah. With put it on the fridge. Exactly. Uh, and I've got mine right here. Mm-hmm. Those of you who are listening can hear that, but you can't see it. But uh, <laughs> it, it's just good to have because it lets you know what's coming down the pike. Well, I just want to thank you so much for giving me this time and giving the listeners the information and sharing your wisdom. You're always uplifting and I'm looking forward to our next conversation in February. I am too. And it'll no doubt be exciting. Thanks again. Thank you. Well, that's our time for today. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please take a moment to share this episode with two of your friends so that we can reach more people in 2024. Thank you for continuing to support Evolving Humans. If you could use a little guidance about life situations, go to juliamarie.us and click the Book Now button on the homepage. page. 